the culture review. Ash, I think I texted you and said you listened to that last week's episode. Did you listen to it? Of who? Brilliant Idiots. I texted Oh, you texted that yesterday, though. Yeah, I did. Me. Or was it the day before? Uh, you don't keep track of days and shit. I shit planned on, annoying. first of all, I God put damn, it. damn, what world you in? Okay, first of all, I have a life. Second of all. Oh, the fact is, second I can of all, you on Tuesday. You're like, oh, what'd you say that last Sunday? Second like, of God all, damn. second of all, Where you at? I put it in my watch list yesterday. I haven't had time to sit down and watch a whole one hour video. You didn't even reply to me. Actually, our, our internet went out the day you texted to me, and that's why I didn't do it. She said, she said no. Huh? Whole time, you should have said, no, I ain't seen it. You had a real reply. No, you said you said you should watch brilliant episodes, brilliant idiots episode this week. It's funny. That's all you said. I did not. Uh. Sonny, I can pull up the text message you right now. Embarrass yourself. I, I didn't say I'm did definitely you? look. What does it say? It said, "Listen to brilliant idiots this week. Hilarious." Oh, I didn't see the question mark. Listen to brilliant idiots this week. Hilarious. That's what I got. Because you rushed through everything. Oh my God! Now I rushed through everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah. in my head, I'm like, "Oh, I didn't see it yet." He's telling me it's hilarious. Watch it. That's exactly what I did. And I bet you, even if you did watch it, you're like, yeah, I watched the first 20. I didn't get to finish it. <laughs> I don't like you. Give a shit. You switch up. Give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like you. All right. There's been so much stuff going on um, that we haven't been able to touch on. I know. It's been about a week or so. Let's get the people caught up. Let's talk about something positive. <laughs> You got anything positive in there? No. <laughs> you got is any updates on Dr. Umar and his school? <laughs> Sonny, does Dr. Umar have any updates on his school? No, That's the thing. About his marriage. Uh, I guess something new is Phoenix is opening doors now. Phoenix opened doors. Phoenix, Phoenix opened doors. opens doors. She's walking everywhere. She's running. She's running. She's running. Yeah. She's now talking <laughs> more. She says hi and bye. Mm-hmm. All those things are big. Like, seriously, when it changed, I'm like, oh. <gasps> Today she said hi. Today mm-hmm. she said bye. Mm-hmm. Give you a little wave. Oh she my God, Sonny. I literally <laughs> can't think. Like, yeah. I have to turn around because I'm like, I don't want her to know that she does this, <laughs> that she just makes she me all soft. Me. <laughs> just turn around, turn your back to her. Yeah, I'm like, Ooh, I can't believe it. Um, so that's good news. I feel like that's always great news. Yeah, man. Every week there's something new with that kid. Yeah, watching a child develop is is nuts. And I don't know why I never saw it like this before. Man, you know what is hard? Trying to go to a restaurant with a kid. Okay. <laughs> Golly, that was tough. But honestly, for her first time, it was great. No, right. It was still, right, right. We're going to have to t- go through those experiences. But, like, it's a lot. But it's also, like, she's just starting to walk, so all she wants to do is walk. It's like, okay, I've been sitting here for an hour now. Yeah. Let's walk. Yeah, right. And a lot of it is, right, I just came out the car seat. I've been in the car seat this right. whole time, and then you got me trying to sit again. Yeah, yeah. And y'all eating in front of me, like. Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's like, oh, y'all gave me was rice. I see that chicken over there. It's like I've never actually, even like when I was younger, and when I saw like people with paper babies and the baby, I was like, that must be. Th-. I already knew as like as a kid, I was like that must be tough. Must be right. I never was one of those people. I was like, God damn, shut that baby up. Oh, because I, I mean, I've always just figured like it's probably hard. I mean, yeah, you can't like babies are have a mind of their own, right? But I mean, you. But you know you have the parents or the people that like, just let their kid do whatever and act like nothing's going on. Oh my! That gets look. That's like come. Give me a- and for some reason they always drive a van. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. People with vans have badass kids. I don't know what it Damn. is. It's true. Think. There's potential for some truth in there. Sonny, I know you thought about three people right now. I knew. I thought about some kids that when I was younger at least I had vans. Yeah. I was like, he wasn't terrible, but his friends was. 
<laughs> okay. There's badness around. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? That's not really a you know what a segue. I guess we can. Are we gonna talk about racism at all today? <laughs> if you if you gonna talk about racism, we might as well talk about it now. I got a subject. You said positivity, so I was trying to like. Oh yeah, let's keep it positive. Oh um, shit, I don't have much positivity in my phone. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really not. So let's talk about racism. No, let's talk about. Let's keep it real. Oh shit. Last week was a rough ass week for me. What happened last week? I had to so. So. It's not always rainbows and sunshines when it comes to uh-uh. business. Uh-uh. Redo that whole sentence. All right. It's not always sunshines and rainbows. No, no, no. It's because you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you went like this. Oh. <laughs> he said, okay, wait, hold on. It, it ain't always rainbows and sunshine. It ain't always smiles. It ain't always Coke and smiles. Oh, God. I don't know if we should say Coke and smiles. True. It ain't always bubblegum and popsicles <laughs> with the business, man, because sometimes things go smooth. And then you come to that last thing, and things are always get a little strange. So let me tell you what I'm talking about. So I've had this vanity that I've been building mm-hmm. for a customer. Um, so the project started back in August, like towards the end of August, and there was like a few hiccups with like uh, with like the material choices. And then um, I caught a cold, so I delayed it by like a couple day, couple weeks. And then um, when it came to actually delivering, her countertop guy, his scheduling was weird. So like everything got kind of pushed back, right, over like two months worth of time. And so at that point, I was just ready to get rid of this project. But I took the time. I thought I did as best as I could. And so I go to deliver it, and, man, I just kept running into problems, right? What do you mean? So basically, I'm, I built a vanity, which mm-hmm. is like a countertop for your bathroom. Right. It sinks inside the cabinet. That's your vanity. And uh, so uh, basically, I had to fit it in between two walls, right? And so I took a measurement prior, and the measurement was perfect. It was exact, actually, mm-hmm. right? And so by me making the the um the vanity exact fit for the space it was supposed to fit in i didn't leave enough room on the sides of the cabinets for the doors to open up all the way ah right and that was something i didn't really know okay. as my first time kind of installing between two walls mm-hmm. and so i was like okay my bad so I, I i took care of that and then i had to go back to mm-hmm. put them back on mind you i had to drive an hour plus each way though <sighs> it's not like it's down the street it's not like it's even 30 minutes away it's wow. an hour plus each way it's in diamond bar mm. And so, and you took that gig, <laughs> man. And so it was a referral, and yeah. I was like, okay, no problem. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and it was a fu- it was a fun project. Like I really enjoyed building it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's like that that final moment where the install happens, right? And so, I had to bring the doors back to my shop. I trimmed it down. But when I went back a couple days later to take it to install it, she was real picky about how like the alignment of the doors crease was with where the, where her sink was. Oh, okay. Right. So when I modified. The doors, mm-hmm. when I, I pretty much trimmed the door to be a little smaller on each end. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, it messed up the alignment mm-hmm. of where the crease was, or like right. the, the two doors met. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, you know, I really it's important to have it centered. And I'm just like, wow. And I was like, okay, right, and it's fine. So then I took, so that was the second time I had gone back, brought the doors back to my shop, rebuilt another set of doors, and then took them in to get installed over the weekend mm-hmm. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I delivered, so originally I went on Tuesday, mm-hmm. had to go back on Thursday. Yep. Which I get, right? I right. I was like, that's my bad. I didn't know. Okay. But then I like, went to take the doors back. That was just kind of some picky nonsense. Mm-hmm. Then I had to go back again on Saturday on the weekend mm-hmm. to deliver the doors. They got to, they got they got installed. But it's just like stress. Um, thinking you can get it done in one shot mm. takes you three. Mm. 
um, so you time, did you got it done it's just I like, got it, it done it looks really good but uh-huh. it was just like um, it just took longer and I learned but I learned a lot in it because everything that I did wrong I uh-huh. didn't realize that I didn't realize beforehand I didn't know okay. that I didn't know that okay and so yeah between shit Monday and Saturday it was just a really long week because I also had other stuff to get done but I couldn't really because I was so focused on that project mm. and so but it is complete um, I like it she likes it oh, I was gonna say does she like it at least yeah 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 but uh, that was that was that was a stressful week. That's all. I bet. Mm, it's okay. So you drove probably like six hours yet last week. Two, four, six hours. Damn. Yeah, of car time. That's One, the just second car time, time I went there to take the, the drawers. The second time I went uh-huh. on Thursday. I was there for maybe twenty minutes, just for her to be like, "It doesn't work." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, that's two hours, two plus hours of drive time here to be here for twenty minutes." Frustration, man. I got in the car and was just like. I would have just started hearing my stuff. I called Azalea and was like, I was using all kinds of words. Oh, shoot. Man. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, and what bothered me, oh, because Azalea was off all last week. Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of planned on hanging out a couple of those days. But, like, uh. my, my schedule just got super fucked, super messed up. <laughs> yeah. And so, it was kind of like, but we had, a, we had a really good week. Um, mm-hmm. We went to the Underwood Farms. Okay. And in, in, um, in Moore Park. Have you heard of it? No. So it's a big farm, and it's been there for a long time. But they have where you can go and pick your own fruits and vegetables and raspberries, whatever you want, whatever. Yeah. So right now it's pumpkin harvest. So you go there, and it's just like a plethora of like it's a field of pumpkins. You can go pick your own pumpkin, walk through it, take what, pictures. What city is this in? Moore Park. So from oh. here it takes twenty five minutes. Oh. Off the one hundred and one. Yeah. To the twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. The twenty three. The, f- yeah, the freeway, the number twenty three. Yeah. Oh. You never seen it? No. If you, it's like you're on the one on one before. It's just past like Canaan, mm. you know. But usually we oh, exit Canaan. Okay. So might, probably why you don't see it. Okay. <clears throat> and so uh, we did that. We were there for a few hours. Had a really good time. Good. We had a blast. Good. Did you guys end up picking pumpkins and raspberries and all that other stuff? Or well, yeah. So uh, well, the, what you kind of also find out is like not everything is harvesting at that point in time. Oh. Uh, right? so, there were a few raspberries, but like you realize, because you can you get a big plastic bag, you can fill as much as you want, but it's gonna take you all day if you want a bag of raspberries. Oh, because it's not that many. Yeah, I mean that you, all right, you like you might as well if you want a bunch of raspberries, go buy some from the <laughs> store. But like the experience of walking down, being able to eat, eat a couple yeah. while you're going, and as I got some tomatoes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was a good time to experience, and the okay. baby had a blast. Good. Um, so the way that the week was fun, we got some dinner. We went to where we go, Shabu Shabu. It was Aki Shabu. The name of the restaurant was Aki Shabu, but, but it the, was Shabu Shabu. Yeah, yeah the yeah, type yeah. of yeah. type of eating, type uh-huh. of cuisine. Yeah, it was good. Did you like it? It was good. Yeah, it was I didn't expect it, and I think the first time I went with other people, obviously, mm-hmm. was I didn't do it right. I don't think it was explained to me what I should be doing, and I feel I feel like I remember not really eating. Okay. Because I was like, I don't understand. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, but that's good. I'm glad you guys had a great week. It it yeah. it ended up being a great. It week. It balanced itself out. Right, right, right. Um, that's good. So, oh no, 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 no. no and you know, honestly, and it was interesting, man, because uh, Julio, who's the contractor at our aunt's house, uh, I would I talk to him frequently, and uh, you know he'd be like he got a lot of projects, he'd be stressed out. But mm-hmm. He's like, man, let me tell you, this is before I had kids. This is like a couple years ago. Last year, he's like, dude, let me tell you, man. He's like, no matter how hard my day is. No matter how much I don't want to do what I'm doing that day, he's like, when I walk in that door at the end of the day, he's like, my world is wonderful. He's like, mm. I look forward to nothing more than just going home and seeing my kids. He's like, because that, that feeling you get, can't even explain it to you. Mm. He's like, all that stuff that happens outside that door, it don't mean nothing. 
And I was like, I feel what you're saying. I was like, cool, man. I'm happy for you. But obviously, I didn't have a child, so I couldn't relate. And then so once having a kid, and especially at the age she is now and getting older, like, I really, and I'm really, we engage with each other a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, same thing. All last week, I was having a rough week. Every day was a rough day. But, like, I just could not wait to go home and kick it with the baby because, Dang. like, that made everything worth it. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Plus, her smile is just to die for. Yeah. That baby is to die for. Everything about her, she loves you so much. She loves you hard. Like, even when we were just in the kitchen right now, and we were all just standing there, she just grabbed your leg with one, with one arm, just sitting there. Just, you know what I mean? Like, just. Yeah, this is my happy place. This is it. This is it. And she was just looking around like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. but with daddy's leg in her arm. I thought that was the cutest thing. But Meek Mill dropped an album. I thought we should talk about that. I feel like we both love Meek. I didn't know that. Oh. No, no, no. I like Meek a lot. I oh, didn't know okay. dropped an album. Yeah, it's weird because I didn't either. I was on Spotify, mm-hmm. and it was like Meek's debut. Yeah, but he released like an 18-track album. Um, Again, his last album came out in 2018, which was Championships, which was fire. Remember that one? I do. Uh, that had 24-7 on it. That had... um. Did that song, Ball Player, Ball Player, with oh. him and Migo, him oh. and Quavo? Okay. Maybe. Did that have the song, Heart to Heart? Nah, homie. Uptown Vibes with Fabulous. Remember that one? No. Yeah. Okay, On Me with Cardi B. What's Free with Jay-Z, Rick Ross. Oh, okay. What's Free? Um, Can I see the album cover? Championships, Going Bad. Oh, Is it like blue or greenish? It's with it's with the... Oh, yes. Yeah. I had to see the album cover. Yeah, with the... What are those called? Confetti falling in front of me. That was Broken Glass. That was not Broken Glass. No, you're right. I've always seen it as Broken Glass, though. <laughs> <laughs> the confetti just distorts the picture. Oh, he had Dangerous on there with Jeremiah and Is there a song with him and Meet Quavo? Nah. That's that, the last album. That's, yeah, the one before that. I think that was the red one. The same, is there a song called Heart to Heart on this album? Yeah. Oh, on this album? No, 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 no. Okay, so that's the last album. Yeah, Heart to Heart, Meek was, uh, let's see what album it is. There's a colorful, like, red, yellow. There's a YG song called Heart to Heart featuring Meek Mill. <laughs> but his last album is what I'm getting confused with. Oh, okay. Um, but I didn't get to. I I listened to it. I had it on. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I listened to it. I had it on. And I don't know if I felt like. I didn't feel like he evolved as an artist. So I, he sounded the same as he, he did. Sounded the same. Okay. This is the first time I've thought to myself like, oh, I could have not. I could have done without it. Mm-hmm. Um. But lyrically, obviously, he's still a beast. It's just like I didn't feel like he evolved musically. Um, but that's just me. The beat sounded the same. Real quick. So when you say someone sound evolves musically, does that typically come with them evolving as a person, though? Or are you saying his production and all that sounded the same, like the beat choices? Like, what do you mean? So I couldn't say if, it ev- if you evolve as a person, right, because I don't know any of them personally, right? But I would say something like to compare it to, you could do Drake, right? Those first three albums... Each one was different. Yeah, yeah, you see that. Okay, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's dope. Mm-hmm. You see Drake evolving as an artist, mm-hmm. where I didn't, I didn't feel like that with Meek. I feel like maybe he was doing this, like... Just to put it out? I feel like it was maybe, like, his vent sessions during his day. Like, he's over here doing, like, probably uh, prison reform and, like, day-to-day stuff, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I need to go to the studio. That's what it felt like. It didn't feel like he focused on oh. creating an album this and cultivating. Album this wasn't album time. Yeah, he it was, didn't feel he was like recording that. Recording tracks in between, doing something else. You feel? It feels like yeah, these are things that maybe he recorded on. on the on the road or like, okay. 
Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know his life. I don't know if that's how it was, but that's just how I interpreted the album. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, another thing that happened in music, which I just have to acknowledge really quick, is Andrea Martin. She passed away. She was like a legendary writer, right? Like she did break. Was it break my heart with Monica? I don't want to get the songs wrong. Is why why I did that. Okay. She did a lot of um, TLC. Okay, so she's of our of like our generation. Yeah, she's a writer. Like she really made R&B what it is, right? Okay. If you're behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And only reason I'm really acknowledging her is because I met her, right? When we were doing Fantasia's album, she wrote a lot of that stuff. When um, were you doing Fantasia's album? And I don't know how, what year that was. That was like 20 What you used to do? Stop playing with me, boy. I, I ain't playing with you. But anyway, when we were going on Fantasia's album, she was there. She was, a, she was a writer. And I remember thinking to myself, her spirit is different. Her spirit is different. She moves with the wind. Like, she's just so free, so loving, so caring, and so creative. And I just wanted to acknowledge her legacy. Like, and I don't know if anybody else is, really. Because it was like, Andrea Martin died. Rest in peace. And it was like, whoa, hold on. Let's take a second. This is a legend. You know what I'm saying? Not just as a person, but as an artist. So I just wanted to say that. Rest in peace to her. And if you guys don't know who she is, look her up. Look into her songs and look into her interviews because if you want to be a writer specifically, because she was giving you cheat sheets. She was like, if you can't think of a word, just do ah. You know, and those little things really help, I don't know, uh, just make you a better writer. I guess. No, no, that's cool. Yeah, I don't even know, know anything about her. We're not meant to know about the writers, mm-hmm. right? They want you to think that every artist writes their own songs and... Yeah. Sometimes that's true, but a lot of the times they have help. And I'm not saying Fantasia didn't write her album, right? I'm just saying, like, there are other people brought in to help. Being a ghost, do you think being a ghostwriter, the better you are at your job as a ghostwriter, the less people know you exist? What do you mean? Uh, Because you're not a ghostwriter, right? Your your name is on it. It's just do people go and look at the song? Okay, so let's say let's say Drake has writers, right? Let's use that example. He does. Right, but you wouldn't you wouldn't know their names. Right. So I'm saying like the better you know, like so say you're a spy if it works for FBI or CIA or whatever, right? Like Quentin the Miller. The fact that if no one knows you exist, you, that means you're doing really good at your job. Right, right, right. right so right. I mean same thing with like writers. Is that kinda or do you want to be a big name writer, but then everyone knows that you're writing on so and so's song? It's funny because I feel like what ends up happening is first writers start off like, I don't want to be an artist. That's trash, mm-hmm. right? And then they become really good at writing. And then they're like, well, I should write for myself. And then they're like, I should become an artist. And that's usually how it happens. Yeah. You know, like Lucky Day, right? I knew him. He was just a writer. And D. Brown, like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up, D. Brown? Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And now he's like this biggest star ever. And it's like, whoa, yeah. to see him go from that to mm-hmm. that, it always happens. Yeah. I can talk about, I mean, I'm not going to, I guess, go to names because I don't mm-hmm. know if people get offended by that. But mm-hmm. like. All the time. Do you think that has to do with them starting off being like the shy, reserved person? So let me just kick in the back and just do this. I think you're tired of other people getting the recognition, right? Because, again, people don't go into the credits. They just assume, oh, Nicki Minaj wrote this song. And it's like, nah. And so it's like, Nicki, this is the hardest song ever. And you're hearing, you know, you're seeing people Mm -hmm. talk about this. And it's like, no, I did that. Mm -hmm. And you also don't want to be the writer that goes, I did that. Yeah. Right? Because they know I would write with you. Right. It's very interesting. I mean, there is, I mean, I feel like every writer I knew in the time that I was working in the studio has now in some sort, in some aspect, pursued being an artist. What happened to, he was a white dude. You showed me one of his songs. Oh, I know who you're talking about. John, John Bellion. John Bellion. John Bellion. Where's that guy? He had that one song that was dope. Yeah. And again, 
writer. Oh, he was a writer? That's how I met him. Oh. I mean, that's how I met all these people, right? You spend more time with writers than you do artists necessarily, right? They just come in and record for like two hours of the day. But like, yeah, John Bellion, super talented writer, mm. white dude, mm. swag. And everybody was telling him that, like, oh, you have the look. Duh, you're writing and okay. duh. He was doing like Usher, I think, at the time. Okay. Writing for Usher? I think it was writing for Usher and some other people. But um, yeah, and he came out with a hit, pff, smash, and then like, what happened now? Yeah, I and don't you know. can't go back to being a writer. You can't like you can't really do that. It's a regression, you think? I think people are now gonna worry that you're gonna you might use that stuff for your own or like it becomes a competition now. You're not just the writer in the room. Let me think. Who did that not happen for? Kazim. What? He was a writer, became an artist, he's still writing. Back went back to writing. Yeah, I mean he he also was undeniable. He was an undeniable genius, I feel like. And he could get those features. Be- and I also feel like he was a writer for a lot longer that when he became who he was, right? Like Jeremiah or... Eric Bellinger. Eric Bellinger. Big one. Mm-hmm. Big one. That's how I met him. Writer. Mm-hmm. Writer for Usher, Tracer, all these people, right? And then, like, but you saw it. You saw all the slow, like, oh, his, his swag's starting to turn up. And all of a sudden, he's, like, the biggest star mm. in L.A. Mm. You know? Mm. Shit is shit is interesting. Yeah, you watch the bills, mm-hmm. right? And you can't. And but then, right? So let's say they pop up out of nowhere as an artist. Some mm-hmm. people might be like, "Oh, you overnight success? You came out of nowhere? Are you a plant?" Meanwhile, nah, they just been in the background building relationships. Right, right. So then, when you hit that button, no, no one's gonna say no. Right. Everybody owes you. Right. To be honest with you, one of the still most fascinating careers is Russ. Yeah. I don't follow him, but mm. I do know his, his. I do know how he got in here, and like he's he did it all himself. Pretty much, right? And I was like, oh, he did it his way. No, he did it his way, but we also have to, we also have to ask the question, did his ethnicity have anything to do with it? Because we're more likely, like, in hip-hop and... and I think he probably knew more execs and people behind in the board. In the, I think he knew people that could pull strings. You kind of get what I'm saying? But I, I'm I, saying, like, if he was a black dude doing the same thing, mm-hmm. he's just a black dude and trying to... He's just another black dude in hip-hop or R&B trying to come up. Uh, sort of, but the difference was Russ financed everything on his own. A lot of rappers don't finance things on their own. Like, Meaning, I'm saying that was one of the difference makers with Russ. So he's like, I'll finance all of this, and I'll do everything legit on my own. I don't, I mean. Yes and no, right? But again, ethnicity and like cultural backgrounds make it different for everybody else, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe his family helped him. Maybe he didn't have to worry about rent. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, ah, like, yes and no. But what I'm saying is, Russ, because he owns everything, Mm -hmm. he could be half, he could be 75% on top and still be on top. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Because he's not beholden to anybody. Yes, but I also think it's like cultural opportunity. Yeah, sure, right? I think timing, right? I guess you could say timing. I just think cultural opportunity. Oh, what do you mean? We don't know. He has a complexion for selection? I'm saying we don't know what doing it on his own really looks like. We don't know True. if his mom was like, look, here's, you don't have to pay rent. Here's 10 G's. Maybe his, you know what I'm saying? I like, guess what knows? I'm getting at is, okay, financially, yeah, he paid for everything himself. But also, he didn't have to deal with the labels. Right. Right. Yeah, he was lucky with the SoundCloud part. Yeah, because he was one of the first people to kind of do that without, because mm-hmm. now that's how everyone gets in without the label. But yeah, back then, he was doing it without the label. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, sure, financial help. Having financial background will help you. Yeah. Do all that. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just mean I'm just saying he had an interesting way in. Yeah, but I also think he like, doesn't suck though. He's not no, no, like, no, 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 no. I don't think he sucks at all. I think yeah. he's good, but it's like also if we've never seen anyone else do it before, uh-huh. like that, then I it, m- it might not be all as realistic as he makes it seem. Or it could be a one-off because Frank Ocean played the game. He's the one and only person to do what he did. Which was what? Put out an album and get all the money in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically, well, he, he hustled the label for, to work for him. Yeah, he was smarter than what the label thought he was. Understood. Right. Yeah. So I'm saying I think it can be, there's those few. Another writer turned artist. Okay. You, and that's why he can't perform, right? Because that's right. not what that's he's not meant what to he do, does, yeah. right? He was so used to being in the studio by himself with the lights off and the headphones on mm-hmm. that when they're like, okay, get on the stage, he was like, oh, wait. Ugh. Right. And now, if you notice, go to any and every one of his shows, mm-hmm. he will have big ass noise canceling headphones on and he barely keeps his eyes open. So what's the story with Seven Streeter then? Oh, I'm not doing this. What are you asking me? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Because I have seen her name for the last ten plus years, but I, I was like, I couldn't tell you nothing about her. Don't know what I I don't know nothing about her. But, but why'd you made you say that name right now? I don't I'm know who's gonna listen to this episode. Oh. But no, 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 no. But what made you say her name specifically? Is it because you knew I worked with her? No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, because no, she's just another person that comes to my mind of someone that has been in the background, but mm. I'm starting to see their name right. not be as background anymore. Right. Okay. She wrote, yeah, times three. Yeah, three times for Chris Brown. She, wrote, she was part of Chris Brown's writing camp. Okay. Right? For a long time. Made probably a buck off of that, right? And then you're like, oh, I want to be an artist. And we did her first uh, her first single, which was I Like It. I don't and know if I heard that one. It took her, Sonny, I, I came in like halfway through the process. Mm-hmm. But, like, it took her, like, a whole year to, like, clear the song. Because she'd be like, oh, it needs to tweak this. You need to add the bass. But that's because she was scared of, like, starting her career, right? So you have to learn Oh, artists too. have to clear their own song? Like, they have to get the, you have, the artist oh, has to give the okay? They have to say, oh, this mix is fine. I like this. this mix, and I'm going to take it. Okay. Right? Until then, you don't make no money. Okay. Right? It took her, like, a year and a half, two years. It was to the point where it, the engineer wouldn't even really tweak it. He would just keep giving it to her. The same thing over the same, and over. Sonny, the same yeah. thing. And she wouldn't even know it. She'd be like, oh, it sounds dope, but if you could just turn up the... And he'd be like, to work with that, yeah. Sonny. It was, fu- it was actually funny because you realize... <laughs> Probably a psychological it's thing. It's a psychological huh? thing. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't about us. And that's what we realized, as, or you realize as engineers. It's not even about you, really. Yeah. Um, it's about them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. And now she's a, she's, she has dope records. It Won't Stop is a dope record. Yeah. I like It Was a Dope Record. I feel like she has one more that I'm like, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, all these people start off as writers yeah. and they become what they are. And they, they try to. Yeah. And I mean, they have the, the leverage to do it, right? Because again, if you write Usher a big ass hit and you're like, Usher, like, maybe you can like connect me with somebody or do, do, do. What are they going to say? No. Right. Like, yeah. you gave me a hit, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Do you think racism is a spectrum? What do you mean? Like, do you think that you can be, like, do you think racism is black and white? Like, if you believe this, you're a racist. Or do you think there's spectrum, like, racism is a spectrum. Like, you might believe, like, this sort of, but you're not really 100%. Do you kind of follow what I'm saying? Is, is racism black and white? Not literally black and white, but is racism a black and white thing? Like, if you're like, ah, I hate when this group of people acts like that. That's racist. You're racist. Okay, but I'm saying, what if you're someone who's like, I don't like this group of people, this group of people, or this group of people? Say you don't like one race of people, but you like every other race. It's black and white, then. Versus you don't like any, like you're a Klansman, or it's white supremacist, right? 
But I don't think that you have to be a white supremacist even to be the all-time most racist person either. You know what I'm saying? The woman across the street that doesn't like black people walking by could just be as racist. So is there someone that's kind of racist and someone not as racist? Or if you're racist, you're racist? No, you're racist. If you're racist, you're racist. Uh-huh. Now, there but can be ignorance. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, like, let's say one of our friends that isn't of our nationality, mm-hmm. who we've known for 10 years, says something, like, out of ignorance. Like, um, I don't know why black people like to put gold teeth in their mouth. You know, like that, they're not racist, they're ignorant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, be, and, I, and I know your character. And they don't say, oh, I hate all black people all the time. You know what I'm saying? And you wouldn't be hanging out with me and all the type of stuff. Like there's certain levels to it, but I, I don't, I think there's ignorance and there's racism. Okay, right. So say that same person, once you said, hey man, once you correct them, uh-huh. that's, that's eliminated because they're not racist. They're just, they're no longer even ignorant because they're, now they're informed. But they do have the chance to be racist, right? If they say it, if they say some shit again. So what? And be okay. like, oh, we checked, the, we talked about this. What about, this might play in it, this might be ignorance then. Okay. So let's just say like football. Okay. Football is like a predominantly black sport, right? Right. But you do have pretty much white and black guys playing with each other. Uh-huh. So you've got these big white boys that come from the South, uh-huh. corn-fed, don't know <laughs> nothing but their, you know, don't know nothing but the backwoods. Okay. And say they were taught, this might be, like I said, ignorant, but say like they were raised in their like a neighborhood where like black people just aren't allowed in this area. Mm-hmm. Black people are like this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they play football with these black kids. They have black, they grow up around them, so they're like, well, that's kind of odd, right? But they still have these beliefs that they've been told. So is that's what I mean. So is that a spectrum of racism? Like they do believe that, oh, like oh, I don't like this black guy because he is doing what my grandfather told me he does do. He does play his music loud and sag his pants, whatever the fuck. Excuse me, whatever it is that he said. Versus him meeting some kids and them learning that okay, they do do those things, but they're not bad people. I think at at a certain point, he can only take he can only listen to his grandfather so much. Like you, at some point, you have to take responsibility and accountability for who you are too. Yeah. So you can't be like, oh, my granddad taught me that, so I'm not racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. I think that you know, you know mm-hmm. if you're racist or not. I think you only you really, really, really know. Yeah. Only you know what goes on in your head. That's why I think everyone has a little bit of racism in them. But if you're That's thinking the about spectrum, but 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 I'm saying like, if you really think about the word racism, not too many people can oppress people. Do you see what I'm saying? Like. Racism is built off oppression. Black people can't oppress mm. a whole nother people. It's just not possible right now. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm. not possible. Mm-hmm. So, really, we can't be racist. People use words as race. You know, even uh, what's his name he used to talk about that all the time. Uh, not Richard Pryor, but the other one, Paul Mooney. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't be racist. Like, I don't oppress people. I can't do this. I don't do that. Mm. I don't hold nobody back. I don't take financial funds from people. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. limit people. Mm-hmm. It's beyond a word. It's beyond being like, oh, this yeah. right? I have to bleep that out. But it's beyond that. Yeah. So, I mean, to answer your question, is it spectrum? It can be. But I feel like if you're racist, you're racist. But I think, right, I think we're boiling it down to, right, so say you have an umbrella of racism. I think the spectrum might be the ignorant spectrum. Mm, how ignorant are you how on this topic? How ignorant are you? Okay. I don't know, right? Because if you choose to not, if you choose to not educate yourself or you choose to stay in the ignorance. Right. Then you can you can be labeled a racist. You can be labeled a racist. That's what I was saying. Like if there's a level to it. Like you yeah. can be ignorant once, but if you keep doing 
and saying, mm-hmm. then, oh, okay, bruh, you're actually racist. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's interesting. I mean, but if we're a real friend to that person, I think we also have to give them the opportunity to learn. No, for sure. You know? For sure, for sure. But again, I don't be friend too many white people. I don't think I have any white friends at all. And I actually have a guard up against white people. Like, you know, like even with the neighbors, like when they start talking to us, I'm like, don't, you know, you're a lot nicer than I am. I don't even, Yeah. you know, interesting. Yeah, it's real interesting. Last topic, though. Um, Last topic? Oh, no. 36. Okay. Yeah, well, Damn. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, it's been another episode of the Culture Mini Podcast. Wait, what? We're done? Oh, you said you cut me at the knees. Yeah, you cut me at the knees. You cutting us off already? Oh, no. I said the last topic is going to be about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. God damn. And we said 45. What the fuck are you talking about? I guess. So I got some heat still. Oh, go ahead. It ain't that much heat, but it's just stuff to talk about. Let's do it. It's like simple things okay. that make me happy. Uh, simple okay. things that I get excited about. Okay. This is something that you probably, you maybe you can relate to, but you wouldn't guess it. Chelsea, I get pure excitement and satisfaction Mm -hmm. from opening the lid of my rice cooker to make sure that I cook my rice perfectly. What? So, do you use a rice cooker to cook rice? No. Have you ever cooked rice? Don't do this. Don't front on me on this motherfucker. I'm not. I thought I do couscous, man. I'm a couscous type of person. All right. So I cook rice in a rice cooker. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people just use, like, you know, they do the two cups of rice or two cups of water, one cup of rice, right? Okay. But that's failed me time and time again for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But the Asian way okay. is using your finger to measure if you have enough water. What do you, you mean? You've never done this? Sorry, I don't cook rice. I just said couscous. Oh, man. So you can, like, blindly dump a bunch of rice in. And then fill your water so that you see this first line uh-huh. on your index finger? Uh-huh. You stick it in mm-hmm. till you touch the rice. Okay. Right? Because the water's above the rice. You okay. stick it in till you touch the rice, and you want your water to be just at that line or below it. And so, no matter how much rice your water or rice you have, all you need to do is that finger test. And, and you just need the, the water a little that much above you your need the water, rice. Yeah, so pretty much you need this much to be water. Right, this is the rice right here. Right, right, right. The first then, line on your finger. Yeah, you want your, your index finger, your pointer. Be, we're talking about the pointer finger. Yeah. You stick your pointer finger down into the water. Yeah. And then that first knuckle, that first line, mm-hmm. you want your water to be just there, just be just below that. Wow. That lets you know you got a perfect amount of water and your rice is going to be good. But what if we have like longer fingers? Don't matter. Me? Really? That's the thing. Azalea does it. I do it. Anybody, anybody can do it. Wow. He said anybody. Yeah. So (laughs) even you. (laughs) So for me, right? Because why? I'm sorry. You know, I'm like, but so because (laughs) it's not an exact measurement, Uh right? You still have that little bit ounce of like, I don't know if I mess my rice up. Right. Like I had to get it down because there'll be times where I think I do it and my rice be watery or be like too dry. And so like, do you dump it out after you still eat it? Uh no, Azalea fixes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But like um for me, like as soon as I hear that beep beep, I'm like, Azalea, if she's in there, I'll have her go check my rice or I'll check the rice. And I mean my heart's pumping a little bit. Really? See, yeah. Because All as over soon rice. as I open it, yeah, because you have you ever seen perfect rice? As soon as you pop that <laughs> pop that lid, 
all this steam comes out, and you're just left with like a big <laughs> bowl of just like perfect soft white rice. Dang. And like I said, it's that simple thing for me mm. that like will make my night. It's a it's wow. a cool little five or whatever one minute experience. I feel like now you just make rice excessively just for that now. Here, the way you're explaining the story, it seems like you might do it <laughs> <laughs> unnecessarily. You need some more rice. Hey, I want some rice. You want some I'll rice? Make some rice. Let me get Coco some rice tonight. Yeah, that was something I wanted to talk about. That's All funny. Right. Simple things like that just bring me, bring me joy. Wow. Made my rice right. Man. Did you make rice before being a dad? Yeah. I wasn't good at it. I mean, uh -huh. no, I mean, like, it took, I mean, last few years. Okay. Last couple years. No, I just didn't know. I didn't know if, like, you started oh. cooking more because you have Phoenix. Oh, you I have cook to make a lot more for... because of the baby. But, okay. I mean, I was cooking rice before mm. the baby. What's something you cook now that you didn't cook before? Or you didn't know how to cook before? Um... I never really, not that I didn't know how, I never really tried. Just mm. like pan frying fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the baby eats a lot of fish. Mm -hmm. And chicken, actually. Mm -hmm. I never trusted myself with chicken. Mm -hmm. you, always say, you always hear, you know, if you don't cook it right, you're sick. Um, but I just, in general, I cook a lot more just because I have to make her, I usually make her lunches. Mm -hmm. Like, I we will fresh cook them. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, I'll make enough for like two days or a day. Mm -hmm. And then, like, that second or third day, I got to cook some more. Right. So I usually cook some veggies, um, some fish or chicken. Do you rice. are do you feel like you eat better now that you have a child too, because you have to cook? Now? Um, I wouldn't not. I didn't really. I never really ate bad. Okay. To be honest, I yeah, never really yeah, ate bad. Yeah. But I will say, I eat a little more. Oh, like, I do more. eat my apple like just. I think because I'm just a little busier or whatever. Uh, and I'm, I'm always around food. Mm -hmm. I do eat a little. I use snack a little more now. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I enjoy cooking. Okay. I like this whole this. I've always been like, man, I could have been doing this. Forever, right? Because okay. I'm making her lunch every single day. I can make myself some food every single right, day. Right, right. Um, but yeah. What's her What's her favorite meal right now? Um, I say tilapia if I make it. <laughs> I make her. <laughs> okay, I hope Zoe listens to this. <laughs> um, tilapia and rice. Tilapia and rice for her, really. Really? She loves vegetables. And like any vegetable you give her, she'll eat it. I do notice that. Especially, like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. the first thing she eats. The yellow zucchini, mm -hmm. if ever oh, you... she likes zucchini. Yeah, zucchini. I'm like, that's the first thing she goes for. So she I have to, like, it. put it on her plate by, like, <laughs> increments. I'm like, look, not going to eat all the zucchini right now. She loves that. She <laughs> loves her berries. Yeah. yeah and she loves berries. rice, obviously. She loves rice. I mean, Sonny, it's like... She eats rice every day. Twice yeah. a day, probably. Yeah, well, She's been eating rice and eggs since she was couple months we were talking azalea has a girlfriend that she's been hanging out with and um so the girl's married with the baby mm -hmm. that's two weeks older than um phoenix oh but she was saying that the baby like isn't walking isn't eating solid foods isn't eating solid foods yet it's older than phoenix she's all like kind of like behind and she was like it's so weird because the, the mom is like a stay-at-home it's not like they there's no reason for it. there's no reason for it really because like the mom's a stay-at-home mom and so like can make her food make the baby food all day but like doesn't like Do, well, doesn't or she? No, the baby the eats baby. like baby food and purees. But and I'm stuff. saying, like, is it because the baby can't handle food, or the parent is like, no, nah, not yet. Yeah, the mo the parents kind of like, I don't know if it's if I should yet. Oh, they don't have Google. I understand. That's what I was like. I was like, yo, I feel like she's literally like, look. That's what I told her. I was like, she's probably like, oh, she's reading too much into she's reading too much into something, because for her to be so terrified of not having yeah. her kid, and she's like, yeah, and the baby wears. She always has the baby wearing baby shoes. What are baby shoes? Or like walk just shoes. She oh, those little wear, like slip on kind of. Yeah, baby sh just shoes. I mean, she's like, well, this is the problem. You you worried about the shoes? We need to get the baby to walk first. 
Like, she's got uh, these shoes on this baby that the baby can't even walk. <laughs> she's like, yeah, like, what's going on? You get the baby to walk, and then you figure out the shoes. Wait, shoe. wait, 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 wait. The baby's older than Phoenix and doesn't walk? Uh-uh. Phoenix's been walking for, like... She's been walking... For, like, two months? No. Phoenix's been walking for, like, ten months, so three months. Almost three months. Okay, I was a little off, jeez. I That's one thing about y'all parents, is y'all be like, it's been 17 months. It's been two days. You know it's why? Like, because up. Every single day, something changes. So, in a, if you say if you say a month, that's a big difference. You were like, "Whoa, okay, yeah. well, Jesus." So, I mean, again, I don't. I've never. I haven't met them yet. How old is Phoenix? She's thirteen months. Oh my gosh, she is a real parent. I I knew how old my niece was. I just wanted to see if you're gonna be like she's a year and a month, or if you're gonna be the parent and be like she's thirteen months. That's crazy. You're a real parent. Thirteen months. It's official. You just passed the test. It's been another episode. Of the Culture Menu Podcast is episode 34. Trying to make it to 40. Can we do it? I'm just kidding. We gonna do it. But it's been another episode with your host, Chelsea, and my co-host. Lasani. And we, obviously, since we know what's gonna happen, he's about to sing us out the episode. Tap, tap, tap in, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. Let me sing us out the episode.